Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Morning to you, HawkFanatic.com is on the air and it's on YouTube. Uh, Tom, it's on YouTube. Uh, Hawk Fanatic brought to you by... Patrick Eads and his staff at Deary Brothers Ford on Mormon Trek. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Mike's E-Keys for Cars, GT Car, his great crew at Supel's Building and Remodeling. Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROWS. The Midtown Family Restaurants. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty, the Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas, Streets Maintenance, Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, Dirk Sterner Taxidermy, and Dr. Lance Forbes Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Here's Tom Souter and Pat Hardy from hogfanatic.com. We are here on a chilly December day in Iowa. It's hot as hell in here. It's like a sauna. It is hot in here. God, and it's not it's miserable. It's not it's only at what what is seventy two he said. At sixty four at my house comfortable. No, it's at seventy one. I checked the seventy one at seventy one. Oh sorry, Pat. Seventy one. Seventy one, sorry. Well that's where we always keep oh, it. Yeah. And yeah. It's, but it's just really warm in here yeah. right now. But maybe it's just all the passion. I think it's the passion. Heat and the passion and just the Yeah. No, I came in here this morning. I and I checked the uh, thermostat. So you took your hood. Is that why you took the hood off? Why we didn't? Well, I thought you, you have a hood on. I figured you were wearing it in when in no, the cold weather, weren't you? No, I got a What's coat. the point in wearing a hooded sweatshirt if you don't use the hood? Why would I use the hood? Because it's, it's there. Raining. No, but it's cold out. What am I, some gangster? No. Some, no, uh, you're stereotyping. Going to uh, bust the cap? You're stereotyping. You want me to bust the cap? <laughs> you're being racist. Just because you wear a hood doesn't mean you're a gangster. It's to... <laughs> It's to protect your ears. Oh. So, back well, we, to the Hawks. Notice, Don, notice we don't. <laughs> notice we don't have Don Patterson. Adam, I believe, is calling in. I think he's calling in around nine forty-five. I think. Okay. And, um, That'd be good. Um, yeah, because there's, a, I guess, a lot to talk about basketball-wise. I mean, it was, you know, good win and a bad win, bad loss, I should yeah. say. Yesterday, yeah. I kind of thought they'd win both games, but I'll give Michigan credit. Michigan. 
played well because they did. They did. came out in the second half and and just took it to us. And they I, did. And I still don't think Michigan's very good. Uh, they're pretty athletic. Well, they are athletic, but there's. I just don't think they're that good of a team. I might, I could be wrong, but look at Michigan State. They're 0-2. Yeah. But there's this narrative. I've seen it all over Twitter. It's time to fire Fran. And I, yep. I mean, I get you're caught up in the emotion and everything, but if you look at it objectively, it's not time to fire Fran. They've been to postseason in 10 out of the last 11 completed seasons, seven NCAA tournaments. I know he hasn't gotten to the Sweet 16. I get that. But based on past history, they're not going to fire somebody like that. And I think it's safe to say that this team will not be making to the Sweet 16, probably. Probably not, um, but I'm not going to say it won't still. It, it could still get to it the It could still tournament. go 10 and 10. Yeah. I mean, if it goes 10 and 10, it has a chance. But has a chance. Uh, and the Big Ten, Michigan State's not very good. I mean, they're 0 2. They lost. Hell, Nebraska's 8 and 2 and 1 and 1. Nebraska may and might be a better team than Michigan State this year. But they they just, might be. They got boat raced by Creighton, though. Yeah, but Creighton boat raced Iowa. Well, didn't they beat Nebraska by like twenty five? Well, Minnesota beat Nebraska too, but Nebraska yeah. beat Michigan State. They're eight and two at home. I mean, yeah. they're they're yeah. eight and two right now. They're playing right now. Nebraska's playing like, and to me, you beat Michigan State at home. Well, they're playing better than we are. Yeah, and they're by far. I mean, I mean, they're one and one. They're eight and two. They matter in this conference right now. Michigan State. I'm not sure if they've got. They just don't have any scores besides Tyson Walker, their guard. They just have no consistent scores. And did I they see can't P- shoot. Penn State beat Ohio State. Did they? I, I believe they did. That's a, that OT. one's that one's a surprise, just because Ohio State I think was seven and one, and Penn State was four and five, and looked horrible in the last recent games. But I saw Penn State earlier this year, and they looked really athletic. To me, Penn State's a team that's gonna be really up and down, more down than up, and Ohio State hasn't been good for a while. The Big Ten's not very good. Well, I think you, you just early on. put your finger on I mean, it right Wisconsin, there. Wisconsin, who just, who just pounded Wisconsin? I know they were good. Arizona. P- pounded. Okay. Uh, and I mean, Arizona's I awfully good. I know, but Wisconsin's supposed to be year in and year out one of the best in the I mean, Big wasn't it 25 like 30, It wasn't even close. Yeah. So I'm just not sure the big that could help Iowa this year, but Iowa's got issues. They've got issues at point guard. They've got issues with defense that they always do. Their transition defense, their help defense, and and it's just, I mean, they are the polar opposite of Hawkeye football. We just have no consistency for me. I mean, both individually and collectively, we don't For have, this team. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, this, for this team. team. we got to remember, I mean, if last year's team would have just won, if it would have just won an NCAA tournament game, and obviously two, it would have changed the narrative. It's two game, two victories that are just keeping fans from looking at this objectively. It's, they can't get over the fact that he's been here 14 years and they still haven't been to a Sweet 16. That fans just won't let that go. And that's their right as fans. I get that. But the, I just don't think that's enough to fire him with all no. the other good stuff they've done. And I think some of this is just knee-jerk reaction. And, you know, it's easy when you get on Twitter and you're, you're on there and you're a media influencer and performer. And, I mean, that's even – I see fans – I saw this Twitter account from this guy yesterday. How did he describe himself? He wasn't a media guy, but he was he was a media guy because, damn it, he was on Twitter bringing it. That's kind of how he <laughs> – and I'm just like – and he was taking himself serious. That's where we are. I mean, there's people they, – they set up that Twitter account. All of a sudden, they matter. Yeah. And there's a lot of that discussion. Oh, we got to fire him. This is ridiculous. His behavior, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the technicals didn't help. That's the fifth time he's been ejected in what is now his 14th season. So it's not like he gets ejected a lot. But some coaches never get ejected in their career. I get that. 
of course, one of the it, it wasn't a turning point in the game yesterday, but it was a a very telling thing describing Iowa's effort yesterday is when Michigan got the technical and Peyton missed both he missed free both throws. those free throws. I couldn't believe that. I, I couldn't either. He said he had missed one free throw prior going into I think two games ago, and he's this last couple of games because he missed one the other day. I was stunned that he missed both I'd free throws. And I, that's when I said, I go, I kept thinking they were going to make a run because I just didn't trust Michigan. I just, I, when they started to play not to lose and started to slow it down, I'm like, you know, I thought Sanford would do what he did at the end when it didn't matter, when he made those threes at the end that were just completely, just, they were not a factor. I thought they would do that earlier. I, I, I did too. Get it down to like nine or eight, then Michigan would pre- just never happen. No. Just never happened. Michigan made some tough threes too, but that's what teams do to win at this level. Well, and they got too, too many second and third chances also. And by the time that your third shot, you're going to make most I of I mean, them. Fran played 11 guys in the first half, and I think it's obvious. Fran's searching for answers. Yeah. He's changed his starting lineup two games in a row now. He put Owen Freeman in, and I can see that. Owen Freeman's been playing really well. He played okay yesterday. He got into foul trouble. He was. They did have four starters in double figures. Cricky had 24. I mean, there's positive things to look at, but none of it seemed positive the way it played out. I mean, I was surprised. Cricky had one of the least impactful 24-point scoring games I'd ever seen. I mean, it just never didn't ever seem to matter. Well, uh, we were pretty equal in the paint. They were. I think it was. It was, uh, it was almost identical yeah. in the paint. The difference was Iowa at one point was two of 16 from three. They were outscored 21 to 12 in in um, fast or not fast break bench points. That was a big difference. They France playing a lot of guys, but. A lot of them just aren't delivering. Well, we ended up five for 20 but from four three. of those were made in the last Four three. of those were the made. The game was over. That's right. And Sanford, I think, made three of them. It just didn't matter. All it does is pad the stats and make – the final score was misleading. That game Extremely was not – Extremely misleading. That game was not near as close. Uh, and I could see why people who gamble probably pull their hair out when you're watching a game like that. I don't know what the spread was. Can I assume – was Iowa favored? I assume they were. We they? Were, I believe we were favored by four. I mean, think about that. I mean, but yeah, it's this is tough. Now they get a week off for finals. They play Florida A and M and in Des Moines and and, and are I, you going to that? I'm Dallas. I believe Dallas is. Um, I believe he is. Um, if not, John, I'm not because I got other stuff I got to do that day. John, either Dallas or John Bonencamp will have a report for us there because he's going there, and he does basketball stuff for us too at times. But um, I it's just wild that they're playing the men's games first, but they have to. Yeah. That's how bizarre this circumstance is right now. It is. It's strange. Because that place will be full by the time the second half of the men's game. I mean, they'll be coming. Yeah. It's basically just the opposite of what we're used to. Could you have imagined doing this, you know, 25, 30 years ago and playing the men's game first? Maybe when no, not even when no. C. Viv was no, in her. No, they A-day. averaged five, six thousand. Yeah, yeah it shows you how amazing Caitlin Clark is. But I mean, how what was the crowd yesterday? I didn't ask Dallas. Uh, I mean, at for our game, yeah. men's game. Yeah, I I thought maybe ten or a little over ten. Okay, so it wasn't an eyesore. No. Okay. But it, the student section I knew, I was could tell largely. They were, I could tell they were. There's just a serious disconnect. Th- there is. And I think Beth knows that, and I think she's trying to address it. And it's going to take more than just moving the student section, but that's a big part of it. I think it, that, it is. That'll, that'll, and it, that facility needs a desperate upgrade. It needs. Well, what do they do, though? Well, they've got to figure out some high end seating. 
Uh, oh, so you're not talking uh, structure. You're talking about move about because I mean, I mean there, there's no reason they can't find a way to put in luxury boxes and that kind of thing. And I think that will help change. But where you mean way up on top because they can't cut into yes. the, they can't cut into the seats. Because I've had, I remember when I moved here, I'm like, why don't you build a middle mezzanine? That's what they need. They're like, do you realize that would yeah. be almost as expensive as building a new arena? That's what I was told 30 years ago uh-huh. when I moved up here, and I'm like, I just don't get why the arena is built this way. Yeah. Hi, Adam. Hey, Adam. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Well, we're, uh, we're pretty we're, good. Hey, we're talking Hawkeye basketball. Well, <laughs> that was quite the game last night. Were you there? No, my, I uh, had a tournament with uh, my boys. Up did they in win? Falls this weekend, and one did, and one uh, won a few games and lost one or two. But um, we got home just in time to watch it. So, well, um, where do you want to start? I, I, well, I'll start with, and I know we're not going to throw players under the bus, but Adam, they got to get their point guard situation figured out. I mean, Fran is trying everything. He's tried four different guys. He went to Tony yesterday with Owen in the starting line. Just, uh, can you talk about the point guard situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we need to, to find some kind of lineup. And, and you can tell um, he's, he is going with a lot of different groups, you know, um, trying to find a good combination. And we're super young. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a lot of youth out there. I, I get you, but Adam, not to, Tom and I, I'll, I'll let you do it. Our, our depth is young. Young. But our, yes. I mean, we got a lot of seniors. Two fifth-year seniors in the starting lineup, a fourth-year senior, and a third-year junior in the starting lineup. Correct. Yep. But you're right, no, though. Agree. The difference is what Adam said. The young guys are playing roles, too, though. I mean, yeah. Do you think they're being rushed maybe too fast? You know, I don't know. He, he was really high on them, and, and we've seen some spurts. Um, the tough thing is when you look at a season like this and you look at the, the personnel that we've got, um, again, I know we went out went overseas. He was really high on these guys. They had a great summer, good fall. Mm-hmm. But you think about some of the losses we've had. They're not terrible. Um you know, I do think the road losses, Creighton at Purdue, at Iowa State, those are probably three of probably the top ten toughest places to play. No, I'd give you that. I, I didn't, agree with that. And I wouldn't have picked them to win any of those games coming into the season. Yeah. I'm and with you on that. you look at Oklahoma on a neutral floor, Oklahoma's 9-0 right No, you're now. right. No, um, no, you're right. Oh, I'd so say you're right. I think, we, you know, a little bit of baptism by fire. I mean, these guys are kind of getting thrown in, and we have not shot the ball particularly well. Um, and I think the other thing, too, is points in the paint. Um, they, they talked about it last night, but I was thinking about this even before they said it. A lot of these guys are having huge games in the paint. You know, you look at last night, Terrace Reed Jr., 26 minutes, had 19 points, six rebounds. Career high, I mean, yep, we are points. just getting owned in the paint these last three games. That's something we need to desperately figure out if we're going to win ball games. Okay, so what do you do? I mean, I, I mean – I think when people think that, they think, oh, the forwards and the centers aren't doing their job. But doesn't that also mean that the guards are letting people get into the paint too easy, too? It's a combination of things, isn't it? Yeah, it's a combination. But but I do think we need a little more beef. You know, you look at, okay. like, a Kirky. I would say, you know, he fills a great role of, of you know, where Philip was at last year. But we really haven't had a true center center. You know what I mean? I look at Kirky and I think, well, he's a, he's a four-man. Oh, yeah, you know, without or, question, yeah. Um, and again, we're, we're putting a lot on these guys to have to guard. And even last night, he went with Evan Bronze pretty early on there. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, and he came in and gave good minutes just as a banger, somebody beefy in the middle that's really, you know, willing to just try something different to use some strength. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been tough. I mean, these last couple of games here, hopefully these guys don't get down. I, I think we've got a stretch here before uh, Christmas. Winnable to games. Kind of rewrite the ship a little bit and, and get these guys 
again, try to find that role, some consistency um, before we head into the gauntlet of the, the Big Ten. It's almost like they could use Josh Agundale, just his girth. Now, the other thing is, ironically, and I agree with you about the center, they've got a center on the team. He's 6'11". He's in his third year in the program, and they're redshirting him, Riley Mulvey. Yep. yep. So and I, yeah. I, I think that kind of speaks for itself. It does. He must not be ready yeah. to play because if he was, Fran would use him. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, again, it goes back to your, your original point, guys, where you talked about you know some of these seniors. You know, I thought Patrick really started the game off hot. He did, then, seven yeah, early points. Yeah. And we didn't see him for a while. Um, you know, Peyton's obviously a leader and a scorer on that team. And, and, and Tony, obviously, Cricky, I mean, has been a phenomenal scorer for us. And, and those guys were all in double figures. Um, yeah, they were. But really, again, three-point shooting, you know, we didn't hit shots until almost the very last minute or two yeah. of the game. Yep. Yep. And so when you look at our percentage and you look at, hey, we only got beat by 10, we scored a lot of points there within the last minute um, where <laughs> – that kind of put some threes on the board. Other than that, it, it looked pretty brutal from a shooting percentage standpoint. It was interesting because um, it and I'm not. I was trying to read their lips, but Phil Martelli, the longtime coach, used to be at St. Joe's. He's the acting head coach right now. That's a weird situation. The head coach being an assistant. That's just. A, but what I didn't realize until about 40 seconds left in the game, they put all their reserves in. They had like, and you could tell one of the assistants when Iowa got it down to 10. What, you said something to Martelli about we better get the starters back in, and Martelli looks and he goes, "No, we're not doing that. We're gonna." You could tell that one of the assistants was starting to panic a little bit, but I didn't realize they did. They had emptied their bench and they, they put all these reserves in, and I never thought Iowa was gonna win, but it was interesting, and it's interesting too that Iowa makes those threes when the game doesn't matter. Is it just because they were playing against guys who weren't as good, or is it mental that they knew that there wasn't pressure anymore because it was perceived that they were going to lose? How do you describe the shooting? I think a little bit of both. You know, I mean, uh, the game certainly wasn't tight at the end, and we're just kind of flying around. We, we still kept the press on. So, you know, I, we didn't quit playing, but I see Michigan's point. I mean, they, they all but conceded to get some of their other guys in, and you don't want somebody to get hurt when you're up 20 points mm-hmm. or – 18, whatever that is. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we continue to play hard with, with the guys we had on the floor, and they were knocking some shots down. Just wish that would have happened in the first half or early second half for sure. So, Adam, you were a, a wonderful shooter uh, back in the day. No one, Someone like Peyton Sanford, who has struggled mightily at times this season, he's a great shooter, but he's so streaky. And then Pat and I were talking, too, misses, miss those two – technical free throws, which is something I never imagined I would see out of him. What, what's your feelings on Peyton? I think he is a great shooter. I mean, I know he is. Um, and he's had some huge shots in his career already here at Iowa. He's one of those where, again, um, we're playing some really good teams. Um, you know, guys might be rushing it a little bit, trying extra hard. You know, I, I think he came out in the Iowa State game and really was one of the only guys scoring for us to start that game off. Um and then maybe he had another three late in the game. But we're going to need him to, to really be consistent for yep. us, uh, especially second half of the season. You can just tell he's kind of a leader out there. Um, and him and Kirky and Patrick and Tony, that's really – I mean, this team's really got to rally around those guys, and they've got to pull these young guys with them. Um, and, again, we're, we're super young, and it's not an excuse, but it is. I mean, in a, in a world where you've got a lot of transfers, you start looking at Michigan's roster and – Iowa State, Creighton, some of these guys. I mean, there's a lot of older transfers that they're getting in or JUCOs 
and we're really starting off with 18, 19 year old kids. I say kids because they're they're just getting started in their college career, and so I think the future is extremely bright. Um, we're going through some growing pains, but I do think Fran's going to have to probably settle in on on some kind of consistent lineup that he likes. Um, you know what point guard and, and some of these other spots. Um, because I think it's going to be hard to play 10, 11 guys consistently, especially in the Big Ten. I agree with that, and I think if they stop doing that, they won't be as young. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if maybe all four of these freshmen are going to get consistent minutes the rest of the way. Point guard, if you ask me right now from what I've seen, obviously they wanted Bowen to be their point guard. He started the first yeah. eight games. I, I think Bowen is more of a shooting guard with the way he plays. The problem is he's not shooting well right now. So the thing that I think he is, he's not doing well. And back to Sanford, I wanted to ask you this, Adam. I think part of the reason Sanford struggles at times, he takes tough shots. If he was just a stationary three-point shooter who waits for the ball to reverse and, hey, there's your open shot, like he would be on a team where maybe he's not asked to do as much, don't you think that's part of it, Adam? I think he takes tougher shots than you took. You took a lot of mid-range shots, but when you shot threes, you were usually wide open when you shot threes. Yeah, it's a good point. As fast and up-tempo that we play, um, you know, some of those shots, and again, I think you're looking at, coming down one pass you know Fran's got the ultimate green light for these guys mm-hmm. but there are times like out of an out-of-bounds play or something the one where he hit the side of the backboard <laughs> where he's kind of fading out of bounds yeah that's a really really tough shot and and we can we can always get that I think in a, a possession where you get a ball reversal or two and and again come off a screen I think there's other things that can happen where you can get better shots so maybe in film session you know that's what I would be looking for too shots that your feet are set your shoulders are square the ones where you're fading and you're trying to fire it off quick, those are those are really hard, and the percentage goes way down when you start looking at that. And you know, compared to an open jump shot where you're wide open in the corner, well, that was a great, strange shot. Well, even I the thought. great Caitlin Clark, there's times where she takes shots that even she can't make, and yeah. she admits that. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, there there was one time this year I can't remember who it was against. Iowa had a fast break going. Sanford was bringing the ball down the middle of the court, and he took he shot from the logo, it, and it hit the front <laughs> of the rim. It, he's very confident. I don't think confidence is ever going to be an issue with him whereas I think and I think Brock Harding's pretty confident when he shoots I don't think DeSante's shooting with any confidence right now I don't really think Tony's shooting with any confidence right now I don't think Patrick's shooting with confidence from the perimeter right now how do you get that back at him do, I mean they did they have to see something good happen I think the next stretch here where we're playing some teams where we can get our feet underneath us again I think it's huge okay. going into before Christmas break I mean you've got Florida A&M on the 16th um, UNBC on the 20th, and, and then you get Northern Illinois on the 29th. So there's really a nice three-game stretch in there where hopefully these guys can, again, academics are going to be kind of put to the side a little bit. Uh, once we hit Christmas break, these guys can get a little more extra time in the gym. The coaches can have a little more hands on these guys during the week. Um, I would say for a freshman team, this is kind of a make-or-break time uh, as we gear into – again, a, a gauntlet of a Big Ten schedule. That is one nice thing about basketball over football. I mean, a third of your schedule, you guys aren't in school. Yes. And yep. that, that's got to be a relief. You just kind of, just like you said, you can just focus on basketball. But, okay, let's look at the Big Ten. Michigan State's 0-2. I think they're under five hundred now overall. They lost at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I watched Nebraska just looked like a better team yesterday. He's got those he's got those boys playing well. I mean, I know uh with Creighton, that was a tough contest for them. They did not play. They did not play well. well. They didn't play well at Minnesota either. They're still they're still vulnerable to those types of games. Yep. Um but again, I yeah, you start looking at top to bottom. I mean, there's a lot of good teams and there's a lot of teams that again have had a lot of transfers and and guys with maturity that that are 
are, you know, seasoned and ready to play. So it's not going to get any easier. You know, I would say for us, if we can be just above 500 in the Big Ten, that would be a, a, a great first kind of step and, and see what goes from there. I think eventually he's going to settle on Bowen and Harding as his point guards. Because don't you think Josh Dix is more of a shooting guard than a point guard, Adam? Yeah, I do. I think he um, – part of it is, you know, a good point guard. I think Brock Harding does a great job of, you know, creating and, and – For other guys. Obviously, for other guys. He's not a, he's not a score first point guard. Um, but I'm with you. Like a couple of the times where we had DeSante Bowen and Brock Harding on the floor at the same time, you know, Bowen's looking at more of a shooting guard type role. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have multiple ball handlers on the, on the floor. Yeah. But it's also a smaller lineup when you start looking at defensively and, you know, who we're matching up against. But I I do like Brock Harding, and I think he's going to be a terrific point guard for us. It's just, again, you're asking a lot out of a true freshman to come in and, and, um, again, give you big minutes and score when needed. But, yeah, Josh Dix, I see him as a great shooter, and and, uh, maybe the point guard duties might just be a – just might be a little bit out of of his, uh, his touch right now. So did you like uh, Owen Freeman starting at the five? I think he's deserved it. Um, he's played well and plays hard. Um, I think he's going to be a, a special player for, player for us. And you look at you know some of the games he's had and the hustle. And But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these things, too, we don't see what's going on in practice. And I think, um, obviously, he's shuffling a little bit of this lineup. But whatever he's seeing, he's trying to find a group to go with and, and be confident in. Yeah, I mean, he's searching. Yeah. I mean, he's searching – for answers, and I like Bowen. I mean, he's not confident with his jump shot, but he can drive to the basket. He and he did foul on that play, but he just seems like he can't catch a break. That really nice drive to, when they were starting to yep. struggle, but he did. You saw it, Adam. He did foul. He did put his arm, but it was still. He's good at that. I like the lineup. If they, I don't mind going six ten, six nine, then Tony at small forward, Harding and Bowen. If Bowen could just score a little bit more. There's going to be games where maybe they can play that matchup because, Adam, I'm watching more and more. A lot of teams are playing like five guys between 6'2 and 6'7 at the same yeah. time. You're seeing a lot more of that. Is that part of the positionless basketball that we hear about so often? Well, I think so. I think you look at the NBA, and that, I mean, go back 15, 20 years ago, this game's changed drastically. Yeah. You had to have that true center and true post, and now I think you're seeing that these teams are like, hey, you got to run and keep up with us. They don't need the – the big center, and that's what kind of makes Purdue unique these last couple of years, that they've had those big, big centers, and they can score. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the game has definitely changed. And you get some of these guys that are bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, a guy that's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, you know, 230, 240, or even bigger. I mean, we struggled with, like, King, you know, Trey King from Iowa State. Uh-huh. Uh, 17 points, 6 rebounds. I mean, he, he was a beast inside, he was. you know. And that's not a guy who's 6'11 or 6'10. I'm going all over the place, but LeBron turns 39 this month. How do you think he's playing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Those guys got the best uh, trainers and food and nutrition and sports and all that stuff. The conditioning side, I, I think he spends a lot of money to stay where he's he spends at, a million you know? a year. That's what they were saying on the – he spends a million dollars a year on his body. Wow. and. But also, I think we can admit some of it's God given too. Can we agree well, on for that? For sure. 
Yeah, he can. I mean, don't you think some of it is he was given a pretty good? God worked overtime on LeBron's body, just, just like the, <laughs> just did. like he did with Barbara Eden, like Andy said, and, and Andy Griffith. When he was, <laughs> God worked overtime with Bar. But aren't you amazed? You're how old are you? Are you forty now? I'm, I just turned forty. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Welcome Thank to the you. sort of getting older club. But when you remind yourself that you're a year older, I mean, aren't you amazed at what he can still do physically? I'm not even talking about just what he can still do with his body at that age. Yeah, I mean, you see that natural breakdown. And, and what people don't realize, that's a rigorous schedule those guys are on. When you're playing 82 games regular season, mm-hmm. and then you think of the preseason stuff, and then the FIBA or USA basketball stuff they do in the summer, like, it is a lot of pounding. And for those guys to, to look like he does at this stage of his career, and to be physically strong, healthy, you know, I mean, you look at guys like Kobe and some of the greats, Things start breaking down. Yes, Jordan. Start snapping, knees, joints, you know, ankles. Things start going and giving out, and they lose that step. They lose that explosiveness. And, and LeBron just, he still amazes with what he can do out there um, all these years in the NBA. And, then and Kevin, again, the, the travel stuff, too. These guys are, it, it's, a, it's a great lifestyle, but it's a lot of travel and a lot of work, and you've got to take care of your body if you're going to play at that level. I wanted to ask you, we'll kind of localize the NBA. Did you expect Tyrese Halliburton to be this good? No, when you, my so, boys were talking about that on the way home last night. They were looking at his stats and what he's done. I mean, he's been a it's incredible. He's been an unbelievable force, and it's good to see. I mean, he seems like a great kid, great family. Mm-hmm. Um, you like to see, you know, whether it's Iowa or Iowa State or kind of homegrown talent. Um, yeah, he is just splashed on the NBA scene, and <laughs> he's one of the best guards out there right now. Barnon. Yeah, he. I mean, you can make a case that he's the best point guard in the NBA right now. I mean, I know Steph Curry and whatever, but he. I don't consider him. He's just kind of in a class by himself. But I want to go back to that Iowa State game. Did you – I mean, I didn't think Iowa was going to win just because it was there. I thought if it was here. But, we, I mean, did that game play out the way you thought, or did you think Iowa would be a lot more competitive? I thought we'd be more competitive. I mean, and obviously we kind of – they returned the favor of what we did to them last yes. year. Um but again, I think I think what I listened to Fran in the in the post game um, radio because I wanted to kind of hear what what the thoughts were, and you know a lot of it goes back to I think the disappointment disappointment of us not matching their energy or aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Loose um, balls, yeah, yeah. I mean those fifty fifty balls or balls on the ground, and again the points in the paint. I think at one time it was thirty to two um, <laughs> in Iowa State's favor, which is just an unbelievable <laughs> stat line. I don't mean to laugh. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to win games when that kind of stuff happens. So, I mean, there's some things that we can certainly work on that it, I don't think it's, hey, season's over, we're, you know, let's pack our bags. But I do think, again, not an excuse, but you go back and you look at some of these road games that we played and some of the teams we've lost. No, I'll give you that, yeah. I'm... I, I was disappointed about this Michigan game. That I was the first, really, this was one first bad loss. Won. Yeah. Very yeah. disappointing. Yeah, first yep. bad loss of the year. I'll give you that. On, so, But like you said, there's still there's a lot of season left. And it's going to be interesting. I'm going to ask you about France technicals. I think it, I think he was just so fed up with what he was seeing, was just grasping for straws as a way to try to motivate his team. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't think the officiating was that bad. I think maybe, you know, France always kind of, he's picked and choosed, you know, kind of times where I think, I, I told my wife when we were watching, I'm like, I think he wants to get out of this I do game. T- I was thinking the same and maybe thing. Maybe it's a, it's a, like, hey, reset. And, you know, he's always fighting for his guys. But I think one of those to send a message and, hopefully see those guys kind of wake up a little bit and, and finish the game strong. Um, but obviously we just, we did not shoot well. No. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think he was just overall frustrated. Again, I don't think it was anything on the officials. He was probably ready to go back. <laughs> He'd seen enough. I think you're right. So did you get a chance, Adam, to watch the Iowa-Wisconsin women's game yesterday? I got to see a little bit of it. Um, and isn't it amazing what she's doing up there for, I mean, all the road games. And... Rutgers is sold out. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, really. She's well, revolutionized this game in yeah. a way that I don't think anybody ever saw this coming, which is so impressive. And I, I think I told you guys this when I was my one of my kids had a basketball tournament in uh, Milwaukee the weekend of the Final Four, <clears throat> and I I just had Iowa license plates and was filling up at a gas station, and then I went into like a restaurant and I did have an Iowa like just uh, like a sweatshirt on, and the amount of people that were saying, "Hey, you're from Iowa," you obviously are turning into the game or asking about Caitlin Clark. They had no clue where I lived, but they saw that, you know, Iowa license plate or a Hawkeye sweatshirt. You know, the amount of people talking about that just on any given day in a incredible Milwaukee in a state that borders us, it's she's a big deal and um she's been good for college women's basketball. It was amazing to two and a half hours before the game yesterday. There were huge. There were people line, lined up at eight thirty. Huge line. They showed. Outside. Yeah, two and a half hours. They showed. It looked like the, when Jaws came out back in the seventies. But <laughs> eight thirty in the morning, there were people it's waiting outside. Just unbelievable. Yeah, that's incredible for Caitlin. But I also got a. I don't know those people out there at eight thirty. I. What do you think of that? Do you find that a little odd? Or uh, is that well? It's their Wisconsin people. Yeah, I just I. Okay. Yeah, no, it is incredible. I mean, Adam, did you ever think the Iowa women would be playing after the men in a doubleheader? Uh, no. <laughs> but I, mean, <laughs> I will say I never thought we'd see <clears> – <throat> I mean, I knew she was going to be good when she was in high school. Sure. Some of the tapes and courtside films and She was stuff. a five-star for a reason, yeah. She she was different. And so – but, again, what she does off the court, too, you know, with, and Lisa and these girls, I mean, I think that's what resonates. It's an easy team to like. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're special, and you see how she interacts with the kids and after games and and mm-hmm. all that. I mean she's a, she's a special person, and again I think you got to you know Lisa and Jan and the entire staff they've they've recruited just solid individuals they and and they're community first and education is important, so they're perfect role models for for young you know boys and girls. I watched the UCLA women. I didn't rank, realize they were sick. Boy, would Lauren Betts. Lauren Betts is something. I didn't realize she, she was six foot eight, she's and she's something. skilled. And I mean, but they're ranked number two. They're good, but boy, would she have no knock on the current centers, but would she have looked good? In an, oh boy, uh, uh, it's funny. I, we were talking about that this weekend too. Uh, I don't know why somebody like that. And I know you know Lisa's talked about this with the the whole NIL deal with the portal and the money. I mean, this has changed the landscape of recruiting mm-hmm. and everything. Sure has. Um, and I don't know if we can ever put that back in the box. However, I, would you not want to come play with Caitlin? I mean, a couple of the passes she was making yesterday um, to hand for running down full court and mm-hmm. you know, kind of snapping that one, um, kind of slicing the defense and in for a layup. She's incredible in, you know, Shizano and some of these other girls that she's played with. No, I'm with she you. Makes everybody around them better. I think not taking away from you know Monica, but. Why would you not want to come play with uh, somebody like Caitlin? I get what you're saying, but you have you seen UCLA's campus? <laughs> the weather, and they are good. They're ranked number two. No, I get what you're saying. I, I, but I can also see why. And she's probably saying I would only get one year with Caitlin because you saw Indiana got the they won the lottery. They're going to get the first pick again, 
And yep. I don't think Caitlin's coming back for her fifth year. I would love it if she did, selfishly. I just don't think she will. I think she's going to be ready for a new challenge. And I see all this narrative. Well, if she, she can't afford to go to the WNBA, yes, she can. Yeah, she can. That's not going. That's not going to be a factor. Her her endorsements will follow her to the WNBA. I mean, and they will grow. I yes. mean, she's going to get more. You imagine her teaming with Aaliyah Boston. That's who put that. She was number one. That very well be fun to watch. It sure would be. I would watch those W with Caitlin. That that would be must see TV. Yeah, it'd be like my cousin Vinny. Whenever it's on, I watch it. It was on yesterday, and I watched it. Caitlin is the equivalent of my cousin Vinny. You agree with that? I don't know if I'm seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, let's see. Do we have any? Have we covered everything? Um, I I think we've gone. I mean. Like you said, this. Do you think? Okay, when they're one last question. When they're playing the way they are now, do you want a week off in finals week, or would you rather just get back on there and say, God, we got to write this thing as quickly as can? What do you? What What would you prefer? Well, it depends. I don't think we really have anybody banged up. No, um, not really. No. And so I think in that case, you're like, God, oh, we just need we need some time to get some guys healed up um, and get a little break. I'm with you though. After coming off these last couple losses here. Um, and we have not played well, haven't shot well. I'd want to play right away just to get that feeling out of the system. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you got to take care of school, and no matter what, this has kind of been circled that week where things slow down and you don't have a game for a while. So, Yeah, we have um, no press conference till Thursday. I mean, no, this is – academics is it. I get it. And one other thing, uh, Adam, what about Rutgers getting two of the That's three I was top recruits? Well, one of them is year. Harper's brother. Yeah. So they had a kind of but isn't that incredible? Yeah, they got of the top five players, they got two of them. It is crazy. And it'll be interesting to see how, I mean, if that continues to stay. I mean, just, again, it, some of these teams, I think if, if any one donor or somebody wants to sure, pile in a bunch of money and, and get a team for a year, you can certainly do it. Yep. Um, and see kind of how, how the how the game goes. I, I It's just hard. I don't know what you guys think on that deal, but the – the NIL, NIL stuff? stuff and all that—it's just—it's—it's it's taken away from the game. It's it has really becoming a professional sports team, and it—it it played a factor in the Lauren Betts thing too, staying out, staying out west, because we could. Lisa said we couldn't match, even come close to matching some of the, the dollars that's going out. No, and I get that, but at some point you got to say, okay, you either better get with the game or you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying because, I like Adam said, I don't think this stuff's going away. I mean, no, it isn't. Nil is not going away, and it's it's unfortunate. I some of it's good, but I'm with Adam too, though. I think it's just it was thrust upon us so quickly after not being an option for so many years. They went from no way, no way, no way under any circumstance. Okay, do fire away. There was no ease, ease. You know what I mean? I we didn't ease yep. into it. And I yep. think people are even the adults in the room are trying to figure out how to best do this, and they still haven't figured it out. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's no loyalty, and there's no consequence, no, no. really. If you want to jump around and move from, from school to school, and you, you hear some of these guys that have transferred, like even one of the guys last night from Michigan, where did he – he started off somewhere, then went to another spot, now he's at Michigan. I mean, it was that Burton school. guy. He had been at Alabama for two years. Yes. I think he started at Arizona State, then he went to a junior college. And, yeah, he had thought about Michigan coming out of high school. He was from Chicago. He's been all over the country. Yep. Yep. And I, I, again, when you're at least when you play professional ball, you're like under a contract for two or three years or whatever you sign to. Yeah. There's some kind of commitment there, and you can't leave. But it just it has to make it really tough on these coaches. And and the the coaches I have talked with, you know, um, have all kind of said the same thing. It's sure. just, it's totally different. 
you've got to coach a little different. Um, recruiting is definitely much more the landscape's changed. So, um, but you got to adapt, and the good programs are going to have to do that. And you know, I know Fran's really been fighting hard to to get the NIL and the Swarm deal and, and to try to get some equal playing ground with these other schools. And I've been one of these guys, hey, if the coaches can do it, the kids should be able to do it. And I still believe that strongly. But kids leave a lot more than coaches do. Kids, I mean, there's just so much impulse with kids. I mean, there's just way more of it. I mean, can you imagine if like eight out of nine league coaches were leaving every – I mean, yeah, it, 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 yeah it's just it, it's just an – it's a phenomenon that they just can't figure out how to. And you make don't it. recognize the teams anymore. No. You know, it's it's yeah, strange. It's true, it is. You don't see these guys, and I, that's the thing. I I think we have to appreciate with what Fran's done. I was just going to say yeah, that. he's always said he wants kids that want to be here, and I would know? prefer that. Yeah, <clears throat> and then he's going to build them up until they're you know juniors and seniors, and um, you know, I again we get to identify with these kids, we get to watch them grow up, and see how they interact in the community and all that stuff. Like we get to watch that. And I think that's what we've always appreciated. Yes. I still do. Yeah. So, me too. Yeah. Me again, too. You get to know to, the kids very much. So you do. Yeah. You and get some to know of these guys are a lot of them are local. You got two from Des Moines. You sure. got two from Moline. You've got you one know, from Iowa city West, two from Iowa. Exactly. City West. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. One last thing. Did you see what my alma mater Drake did to Nevada? I did. That was a real whooping. How do you think? I bet you Alfred wasn't happy with that because I, I don't <laughs> think Drake's 20 points better than Nevada. I was stunned. I wouldn't I think I mean, so. Darian DeVries has done a hell of a job, hadn't he? He has. Yeah, his son's a good player. I mean, he's that whole program, like, he's uh, he's kind of re, re-engaged that team, and now they're, uh, there's somebody to reckon with in that Missouri Valley. Oh, and without question. Just, uh, and, and he's had the unfortunate deal of he gets these good players, develops them, and then they leave. You know, he's had a couple of those where... Yeah, the one went to Kansas. The, yep. the, you, you, Joseph Yusufo. Yeah, he would know you're right about that. That's why at the mid-level you have to adjust to that stuff. But no, it's been very impressive. And I'll tell you what, I've seen a little life from Minnesota. I mean, I think they're 7-2. and two, I mean, They beat Nebraska at home. Minnesota looks like they're at least... Because, man, I, I mean, last year they were horrible. I mean, they were... Yeah, they were good. They, they were, were horrible. Good. But, well, listen, Adam, we've kept you on for almost 45 minutes. we got to go... Hey, my... Um, Stock market was did a lot better last month than it did the previous three. I can yep. gladly say that. Good work, Adam. Amen. It's looking a lot better. This maybe it's a Santa Claus rally. It looks good. So it's good. Okay, it good. Keep our fingers crossed. Good work, Adam. Well, listen, Adam. Great stuff as usual. We'll try to make it work sometime next week at your convenience. I'll just I'll be in touch. Sounds good, guys. Have right. a great week. We'll talk to you soon. You Thank too. you so much, Adam. I want to remind people that they can pick up their auction certificates today till four thirty. All this week, actually, between eight and four thirty. Uh, you can come out to the station. we got a lot of good food and stuff uh, left over, by the way. We always do. You can go through that. Or if you don't want to come out to the station, if you want to uh, call us on our business number, 319-354-1242, we will take down your information and send you out the certificates. You got food to eat in here right now? Where is it? Got certificates. Oh, certificate. there's some coffee yeah, cake back coffee there. Cake that, back that's there. really good. Yeah. Is it the, from the basket that I gave you guys? No, Ann made it. Oh, Ann yeah, made it. Yeah. Not a big coffee cake. I don't think that. Uh, I'm not either, but this is delicious. My mom used to make coffee cake a lot, and I used to battle with her on that. My mother used to buy Sarah Lee's. And my mom would say, hey, if you don't <laughs> want to eat it, fine. Then, you know, just don't So eat is it. it nobody does, does it like Sarah Lee, or nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee? Yeah. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Does it? She, she does it in a class of herself, yeah. by herself. Sure, she does. Sarah okay. Lee. Yeah. I'm, okay. No, that was good talking I'll to Adam. That. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, like I said, I agree with him. It's not time to, 
certainly give up or panic, but they've got issues. They've got a lot of games left, but the thing is, that's a lot of games you could lose, too. Well, because that, that was a, a winnable game yesterday. and we One just, of their more winnable games, because I still don't think Michigan's going to be at – maybe they will prove everybody wrong. This well, year. If they do, more maybe. power to them. But I think Purdue is obviously by far the best team in the conference. And then there's <laughs> and they got big, beat by Northwestern. And, yeah, and they got beat <laughs> by Northwestern. And I think Northwestern's going to be one of those teams yeah. that wins between 9 and 12 conference games. Makes, barring injury, Northwestern has no depth. But I still think Purdue – Purdue's going to get beat by – I think Purdue will be at least fifteen and five in the conference. So that you means they're going to lose. Losses? That means that means they're going to lose at least another four or five. So they're uh-huh. going to lose. I mean, but I think Purdue is the best, and and then I think after that it's kind of like I think there's a fair amount of parity. I think it's kind of like the Big Ten West division in football. And what's interesting is the co- co- the comparisons made between. I, I saw some Twitter thread where they were just bashing Fran, just get him out of here. He's been crap since he's been here. And it's then, just not true. And they, well, no, it's not true. And they were saying, well, you know, you can't compare football has been so vastly superior to basketball. That's not true. No. I mean, football has actually had the benefit of having the West Division. And I'll give it credit. It has taken advantage of that. But football hasn't been at a complete I – mean, football hasn't won a Big Ten championship in almost two decades. Yeah. So, and I'm not taking anything away from football, but there's just this anti-Fran – yeah, but it's anti anybody that we're in season. When it's football, it's anti. Ferens. Yeah, but the anti- Kirk anti sentiment's not near as strong as Fran, yeah. at least from what I can tell. It's out there, but I think part of what people were, were doing that with Kirk is because of Brian. I mm-hmm. think that's been lifted now. I think maybe people will ease off Kirk a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Kirk's he's done a solid job, but I think Fran, for the most part, has done a pretty solid job, I, too. I agree. And he t- inherited a freaking mess. I mean, the basketball program was in worse shape than the football program, and both were in bad yes. shape. But football, I just, I mean, football was just two years removed from having Tim Dwight and a winning season and whatever it was. Basketball was three years of hell under Licklider. Players were transferring left and right. And Fran I guess Wright it depends the, what your expectations are, you know. And, and Fran right? well, if, like I said, it's just what's killing Fran is. The postseason. postseason, but then you could argue, okay, what happens to Iowa football every time it gets into a big marquee bowl game? They wherever? get thrashed, they get boat raced. Yeah, hello. I just I'm perplexed by the the different narratives. Hello. Uh, what year is this for for Fran? Fourteen. And okay, how many how many did Davis go? Thirteen. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I was thinking it was, they were in the same, uh, like they were both at, like, whatever, 12, 13, 14 years. But I think they have the same number of wins right now. Am I correct? Or yeah, I mean, that? yeah, they're very comparable. Dr. Tom did okay. go to, Dr. Tom went to one Elite Eight, and he did go to two three two Sweet Sixteens. Now, he did two Plus, of those with George Dave, George Raveling's players, okay, but he still yeah. did it. So, same, same amount of wins as, as Davis, we'll say a year later, right now, and he got handed not even half of what Davis guy. Oh, yeah, so, no, for sure. You're right, and we love for Dr. Sure. Tom. Don't get yes. me wrong. Yeah. I love Dr. Tom. But, but yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I just think this anti-Fran, I think it's just a knee-jerk, prisoner-of-the-moment reaction because they're oh, struggling. Yeah, it's, well, it's a reflection of the world in general. Well, there's so, much emphasis uh, yes. on the, there's so much emphasis on the NCAA tournament now, too. It is everything to everybody. And, and well, they, well, maybe they'll just start taking half of the teams like football. Yeah, well... Yeah, well, what do they take now? Sixty-eight? Isn't that what's in the tournament? Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, I'm like I said, I they got issues right now, but this talk about you got to get rid of them, and I do think part of it with both coaches, 
to have one in his 14th year and the other in his 25th, that's a long time in this day and age for both. Some people are bored and it gets stale yeah. to some people. And then when they start to struggle, they hold that against them, I think, even more. Yep. And I don't know if, if everybody else noticed or not, but after Cran got ejected, I personally seen the team change for about the first three or four minutes. They were fast break. I mean, I just I just noticed uh, a more intense. I mean, they were pumped up a little more. It just didn't last. But, no, it just didn't I mean, last. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, their defense was just not very good. And I made the mistake I usually do with. Uh, well, I start football about forty five minutes late or so, and basketball about the same. And then I try and stay off social media. But halfway through the first half, I seen. Yeah, or I started basketball actually an hour and fifteen minutes late last night, so I seen the final score around halftime, mm-hmm. and it just. I had hope the whole time, and then yep. I've seen that. And obviously, you lose your hope, but sure. it's like I, I just kind of hardly focus, so I hate when I do that, but regardless. So you like to skip through the commercials? Yeah, it's straight up, usually commercial-free. Yeah, yeah that's and then, and then I hear yesterday, you. Yesterday at one thirty game, I'm like, okay, well, or what time was it, 2.30? 1.30. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just watch this women's game and take a little break for the day and do some stuff and come back to the Hawks. Did so. And then kind of messed it up for myself. Well, that's the problem with social media. You got to stay away from it uh, oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. Well, as soon as I, the first post I seen was "Fire Fran," swear <laughs> to God, I, I opened up Facebook and it said "Fire Fran," and I'm like, "Oh, well, that's probably not good." And I made the mistake yeah. of scrolling, and then I seen the score. Yeah. No, that that's not not a good sign. Generally, not a sign of a victory. No, those posts, right. are all, they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. My Twitter feed was yep. filled with got to get rid of them, time to make yeah. a change. And I, I personally think it was, a, I personally, the way I watched the game, feel it was a blowout. That's the way I Oh, it was. It was. Score was, was 10, yeah, the 10 sc- points, but. Yeah. Score was very misleading, the final score. Exactly. Very. Yeah. All right, well. Well, thanks I, for the discussion. I don't, I, I don't like Edie. I mean, I love him, but I, I don't like him. That makes sense. Like my, mom, Zach my mom used to say that about me. She says, you know, I love you, but I don't like you. Jesus. That's harsh. That's kind of... When I wow, off, thanks for the say, call. <laughs> we need to take a break, yeah? You think that's mean, too? Yeah, by the way, um, before we do, um, my TV has been doing something. It's not my TV. It's everybody's TV. It's not letting you, on some programs, skip through the commercials. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break and then come back and let's make our listeners listen to this discussion. Can we do that? <laughs> That's the discussion. Okay. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. One eight hundred eight hundred rose. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred. 800 rows. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROWS. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROWS. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. 
Dodge Street Tire is hosting a holiday toy drive to benefit DVIP. The DVIP kids want the same things that your kids want. Gift cards, Barbies, Spider-Man, kids' PJs, action figures, and more. Bring the new toys and gift cards to Dodge Street Tire, 605 North Dodge Street in Iowa City, and brighten the holidays for the DVIP kids. All toy donations for DVIP will be accepted at Dodge Street Tire through December 22nd. Call 319-337-3031 for more information. Don't wait for an emergency to get a backup for your car keys. Unlike the olden days, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys that are on the market today. For spares and lost keys, Mike's E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, high security, and remote head keys. Mike's E-Keys for Cars will keep you on the road. Call 319-330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Don't wait until it's too late. Call 319-330-9185 today. Been waiting all year long for year-end savings? The wait is over. This is Patrick Eads, owner of Deary Ford in Iowa City. Get a new 2023 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT up to $6,500 off MSRP plus 1.9% financing. Get a new 2023 Ford Escape up to $3,000 off MSRP plus 0.9% financing. Get a new 2024 Ford Edge up to $4,000 off MSRP plus 0% financing. Hurry in or shop online at DearyFord.com. GT Car, owner of Supel's Building and Remodeling, has been offering unmatched service and quality for over 25 years. The trained professionals at Supel's Building and Remodeling will install and guarantee the products used in any job, no matter how big or small. They also stand behind their work and offer no-nonsense, exceptional customer service from design to completion and beyond. Whether it's a simple window replacement or a major house addition, you'll have the confidence that Supel's Building and Remodeling is committed to quality. Visit Supel's.net or call them today at 319-337-2246. From your friends at the Midtown Family Restaurants comes a sincere holiday wish. May happiness brighten your holidays and remain with you throughout the new year. Warmest season's greetings from the Midtown Family Restaurant. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. The Sanctuary Pub in downtown Iowa City has been a fixture since 1972 and still features a classic menu such as the classic shepherd's pie, handcrafted pizzas, and craft beers and cocktails. The Sanctuary Pub is known for its warm and cozy atmosphere. That's the perfect place to spend time with family and friends while enjoying live music. Support great local food with socially distanced dine-in, carry-out, and delivery through Chomp Delivery. The Sanctuary Pub is located at 405 South Gilbert Street. Full menu options are online at SanctuaryPub.com. Come experience the Sanctuary Pub 
you won't ever want to leave. It's that wonderful holiday time of the year. Moments of eating too much, spending time with family, in some cases maybe trying to avoid family. However you choose to celebrate, the Diamond Dental Team of Dr. Forbes, Kate, Michelle, Michaela, and Kim would like to wish everyone a happy, healthy, and safe holiday. Here's hoping you enjoy every minute of this joyous time of the year. Rest assured, Diamond Dental is here, providing superior care for your entire family during the holiday season and all year long. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Are you tired of living in a home that doesn't quite meet your needs? Then it's time to call the experts at Streets Maintenance. Their team of skilled professionals specializes in renovations and remodeling, transforming your home into the space you've always dreamed of. From kitchen bath remodels to complete home renovations, no job is too big or too small. Streets Maintenance will work with you every step of the way to ensure your vision becomes a reality. So don't wait any longer. Call Streets Maintenance to schedule your consultation at 400-4483. Let's start building your dream home today. Hi, this is Jill Sterner with Sterner Taxidermy in Lone Tree. It's hunting season again, and I'm inviting all of you hunters to follow us on our Facebook page. You can view Dirk's award-winning artistry, his workmanship that he completes with each individual piece. We can be reached at 319-330-1774. Again, 319-330-1774. Earning $100 in free play at Wild Rose Casino and Hotel is as easy as one, two, three. Sign up to be a part of Club Wild and you could earn up to $50 in free play on your first visit. But it doesn't stop there. You could earn an additional $25 in free play when you come back a second and third time. When we say you'd rather be here, we mean it. Join Club Wild today and you could earn up to $100 in free play. See Club Wild for details. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Oxyoke Inn Sunday Brunch is back. Still offering so many choices of fresh entrees, homemade salads, waffles, egg choices, pastries, three tiers of desserts, and much more. Serve nine until one. Such a great value. See you this Sunday. Oxyoke Inn, where you'll always leave happy. The From the Hurting and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurting and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making your Iowa City forecast. I'm Corey Hartman. For today, we'll see mostly sunny skies and a high near 42. Tonight, mostly clear, 25. Sunshine, 36 for Tuesday. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy and a low near 20. 39 sunshine for Wednesday, 45 and sunny for Thursday, and into the upper 40s for Friday and Saturday. That's weather from Severe Studios on the mighty 1630 KCJJ.
currently 26 degrees. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. We're back. We're back. Every morning I got to, you know, hug the dog and kiss, you know, yeah. kiss her on the head and everything. And I had, I had the longest dog hair up my nose. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> it's okay. I, I knew something was wrong there. You got it though, right? <laughs> yeah. Did it hurt? Huh? Or is it dog hair? No, it was dog just hair. Dog hair. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've been known to have what? Hairs in your nose before. Well, you don't have hairs in your nose. All right, let's go back to talking. Let's go back to talking about your freaking TV. Come on, this is gross. Answer the phone. Don't tell me what to do. Please answer the phone. Your your master. God damn it! Hello, Captain. You're just being picked on. Yeah, I know. How are you, Karen? <laughs> Fine. Anyway, did anybody notice that after uh, Fran got ejected that Margaret was down on the floor yelling at the refs? I did not. I didn't either. <laughs> she was down there shaking her fist at him. And <laughs> well, she's done that before. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, part of her, that's part of her package. She's not afraid to show her emotion. And you and I must not have... Uh, Wrestling is as great as they've had it before because Columbia beat them, and Iowa just annihilated Columbia. Yeah. Must be a, a down period for them, yep. And I'm wondering, you know, when the teams play against, when Caitlin comes to play, does she draw the best out of other teams too? Because I thought Wisconsin played better than I'd seen them play. Well, how often have you seen them play? Oh, I've seen them play a couple of times on TV. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, they still ended up beating by what I want. I think Iowa gets everybody's best shot from being a Final Four participant last year with, and with Caitlin. So, yeah, you bet they want to beat us. I do, and I don't think Iowa's as good as they were last year at this point. Oh, no. Even though no. they struggled early on, I still think they have an issue at center. Well, and then uh, I thought the Iowa State girls probably played much better than sometimes that they do, too. Yeah. They, they, Iowa State look good. They're, they're young. Uh, they are a very young team, and they, uh, they impressed me. Yeah, they're going to be good in a couple of years. They are. Yeah, they have that big center. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was in high school, she just bop all those other little girls out of there and. Audie Crooks. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her when she was on. She took a visit here. Yeah. Because I remember seeing her. I'm like, who is that? And I was told she's a like a junior in high school she's very skilled for someone that size she is she's a big gal yeah but yes she is. she is good okay well you guys and and let's let's hope some something can happen with the men i i'm sure that i mean they were close at halftime and then all of a sudden they just let the michigan run away they they ended up they had those three threes right yes. in a row yep and that just kind of killed them right there yeah, got to play better defense. Get out yeah. of them, cover them better. And then we got to not rush our threes and kind of aim, aim them a little bit better. Because I think sometimes we just heave them up in there and hope they go. Yeah, that one shot of Peyton's was just, was really strange, I thought. Yeah, yeah it just looked like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. And uh, I, I felt when he shot, I said, what in the world? This isn't going to go in. And yeah. 
It sure didn't. No. <laughs> okay, well, you guys have a good day. All right, you thanks, too, Karen. Yeah, bye. So we got uh, three, the next three games to figure some things out before we have to go play at Wisconsin. So Yeah, and you, but you're still not going to know if you figured things out against those three opponents. No, you're not. You're just going to have to. I mean, they should win these next three. If they don't win these next three, then they have serious problems. Yes. Right now they have problems. I'm not ready to say they're serious, but if they lose one of these next three games, then yes, this is could be you worry about, what was it, 16-17 when they went 14-19? and 19? Yes. That just yeah. kind of happened out of nowhere. I mean, so you do worry about that, but it's still early. We'll see. I mean, Fran has righted the ship before. And like I said, I'm not surprised that Margaret was down on the baseline yelling at the officials because she's very passionate and she's going to defend her team and her, hus- her husband and what have you. Now, it doesn't accomplish anything, but it m- makes her feel better. Yeah. So the 16-17 team, now was that Jordan? That was his freshman year, Tyler Cook. Tyler I, Cook. I think that's when they were freshmen. Yeah. Yeah, they went 14-19. and 19. Who else was on that team? Wasn't Garza on that team? Well, was that his first year, too? I think you're right. I, I think Gart sixteen seventeen. I, I I can't remember exactly for sure, but no, that was a that was a tough year. Yeah, that was a tough year. So not ready to say they're headed that way this year because I don't think the Big Ten is loaded with just a bunch of great teams. I think there's a lot of mediocrity, so that could help Iowa. But they got to get some things figured out. They got to get some consistency at point guard. The, the Got to get some consistency, period. I mean, Fran can't keep using four different guys at point guard. I no. just think that's just too hard. But I understand why he's doing it right now because he's trying to find somebody to – the problem is each of the four point guards have specific weaknesses. I'm not saying they're glaring, but they're noticeable. I mean, oh, to I me, agree. I mean, Bowen can't shoot. Harden has a real problem defending. He's so small. Yes. I mean, he just can't – he gets overwhelmed by other players. And the more he plays, I think the more other teams will try to exploit that. So, and Tony and Dix are better shooting guards. Yeah. The problem with Tony, though, he's not a great shooter. Well, that's true too. Garza so, was here. Twenty seventeen was his first year. Twenty seventeen was his first year. So seventeen eighteen or sixteen seventeen? Just twenty seventeen to twenty twenty one. Sixteen seventeen seventeen eighteen eighteen nineteen nineteen twenty. So he would have then Garza would have missed the down year, I think, by one year. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't have a media guy in front of me. But whatever the case, they had a 14-19 and 19 season a while back. It can happen. I mean, because the program was rebuilt by then, too, but they took a step backwards. You hope that doesn't happen. And in fairness, they've avoided that type of season ever since then. They've been, they have. You know, they've been NCAA caliber every year. I mean, when COVID came in 20, they were headed to the NCAA tournament. So yep. they would have had another run in the – or they would have had another NCAA tournament appearance – on Fran's resume, and I think that would have been, what, five straight or whatever they – so, I mean, the program's not far off of where it was with Dr. Tom. The big difference is Dr. Tom never lost a first-round game. He won them all. Yeah. Didn't, didn't win a lot in the second round, but he won every first-round game. And then he did make the Elite Eight and the two Sweet Sixteens, and he made the one Sweet Sixteen in his last year. So that's what everyone kind of – the lasting memory. So, yeah, I mean, right now Fran's biggest problem is – the fans are frustrated about the lack of NCAA tournament experience. Yeah. 2017 yep. to 2018. Yeah, was this That was his first year. year. So he missed the – because I'm pretty sure the bad year was 16-17, I thought. I, I I could be wrong, but I guess you could Google that too. But yeah. it doesn't matter. No. Know they had a bad year. We did. They had a bad year five, six years ago, and they ended up bouncing back. So we'll see. And um, 
I've had a lot of people ask me, I mean, I'm getting asked a lot now about Fran and Kirk both, and that's, that's understandable. They're both in their 60s. Kirk's in his late 60s. Fran's 64, I believe. Fran's in his 14th year. Kirk's in his 25th year. It's, uh, it's obvious fans are going to wonder, hey, you think they're – yeah, both are closer to retirement than they're not. I they think are. we can say that. The, the Part of the difference is the men's basketball program has – been in a bit of a trough in, in as far as the fan uh, experience has been, and it happened in the middle with Alford with um, well, then Licklider destroyed, and then Licklider. Well, the other thing, it. football has the benefit of being part of an event. The yeah, game no, is you're part right. of it, whereas basketball, it's the game. Football, the game is obviously the big part, the biggest part of it, but it's still. I know people that go and tailgate and don't even go to the game. Oh, absolutely. They'll go home and watch the game for a while, or they'll go home and do yard work and go in, but they go and tailgate for three and get all hammered and what have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. My friends yeah. do. They're not afraid to admit they'll just get free. There's a lot of them that boat tailgate race and stay out there and they've got yeah and they're TV not doing drinking. And, and yeah, but they don't yeah. go into the stadium to watch the games, yeah. and it's it's different. I think there's been a different level of. Um, you don't like hearing people getting drunk, do you? That's. I don't. You know. There are I, people I've that done dr- it. Yes, there are people that have done it, but I've been. This is not Brigham Young. I went 27 years or something. With I'm not saying people butt, are coming up and, and peeing I, and puking on you. I'm not. No, but there's a lot of drunk people around you. I didn't. I didn't experience it. But you could have a lot of drunk people around you and not even know it. I mean, not everybody well, who's then, drunk. What is drunk? Um, having, being over, drunk is being drunk, and but that doesn't mean you're naturally like fighting and peeing and pooping on people and well, stuff. See, that's you can be I drunk consider- and still be reserved. I would yeah. say, one out of three, one out of four states be legally drunk in the stadium by if, the time. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think one out of four? Oh, it would be at point one zero if yeah, they would were be, driving. Would, yeah, would be over the limit if they were driving. You think there's twenty? I think percent? that could be accurate. Okay. Yeah, that'd be an interesting. They should do that sometime. Check everybody. Check that everybody comes in, in the stadium. Yeah, why don't they How do? many of the seventy thousand are legally drunk? <laughs> and that you don't allow anybody in dr- that's legally drunk. Yeah, you, you can't be get interesting. in here. Or they don't allow them to leave the parking lot. They make them stay yeah. there for like eight hours. What do you think of that? I don't think that's. Good. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> so okay, so, and then another thing. Okay, Kinnick Stadium is a beautiful facility. It's a better venue too. The fans are more involved. See, They're that's closer. that's the thing, and we have poured tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars, maybe a hundred million dollars, after all is said and done, into Kinnick Stadium renovations because it makes more money than basketball. And Carver is just an outdated. It's a mausoleum. It, it's an out, it needs a facelift. they got to put some money into it. But what you're talking about, you're talking 50 to $100 million if you want. If you want luxury suites anywhere but up on top where the concourse uh, is, that's going to be a lot of money. That's going to be a lot of money, and I'm not sure if they're willing to spend Well, they're money. not, and Beth has, has already said that it's going to have to come from private donations. Which most things do. Yeah. At, at, yes. at the college level. If you look around, most colleges do it by raising private funds. Now, I do think they could move the student section without spending millions of dollars. I, I mean, I, they'd spend some, but I don't think that would be a multi-million dollar project. I wouldn't, wouldn't think but so. But the thing is, though, you move the students, how many fans would be sitting in those seats where the students used to see if you move the students courtside? Well, it, it wouldn't be much of a change. Yeah, yeah, it would just be different people not sitting there. Whereas I do think the novelty of moving the student section closer would attract students to begin with. But at some point, too. the product on the court has to keep them coming. 
So we'll see. I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate they're off to this start, but it, it's, that's the part of competition. I tell you what, though, I don't think Fran's panicking. I mean, I don't, I don't think Fran is one to panic. And I think Fran is searching. He's searching and he's concerned, obviously, but he's searching and he's frustrated. Yeah. Hello. Hey, number one, I've been fortunate enough to tailgate with you two, uh, with Mr. Supel. I don't know if you guys remember too much of it, but it was when Rikishi was in town with the yeah. wrestling group. Yes. yes. We all yeah. got to. That you guys fun. were a lot of fun to uh, tailgate with. That was a good time that day. Yes, it was. So I had a question. Pat, what do, you, do you think all the negativity towards the men is because of the success that the women are having, that they're being held to a higher plateau than what they normally would be? I don't think that helps, but I think it's more postseason. I think this is almost all. He hasn't gotten us to the second second weekend of the NCAA tournament. At least most of the feedback I get when, when I – if I have a discussion with somebody and I'm defending Fran, I'll be like, okay, so why do you think he should be let go? Well, we haven't made any tournament run. We're terrible in the tournament. I think it's that more than – rarely does anybody say anything about the women, and I don't want to downplay the women. It's been great. But I think a lot of fans also realize this women thing right now is a – I don't want to call it. It's not a fluke, but you know what I mean? When Caitlin leaves, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a lot different. They're not going to be filling out visiting arenas. Well, we're, I don't know that we're going to fill out this arena. No, I, I don't. And I'm not, that's not a criticism. I mean, that's it was the just, nature it of wasn't that long ago fans. they were hanging drapes to avoid empty, that's right. to hide empty seats. I think it's more, though, postseason, the lack of postseason success more than anything. Well, you know, the thing that I think is we've got to sit here and enjoy what the women are giving us right now. Sure. We've gone through such a spurt. I know we've talked about it before, and I've heard you guys, Garza, um, Megan, and now Caitlin. We've had some the of Burries. the best basketball players yeah. in this country in our program, and I don't think that people are I – don't, I don't think that they're living in the presence, that they're realizing what exactly we have. But I think if you go 10 years from now – People are going to look back on this time and just finally realize just how special this time is. I, I, get, I agree with you to a point, but a lot of people will look back and say, man, they had Garza, the Murray twins, Wieskamp, and they never made it past the, fir- the first, first weekend. weekend. That's going to be the narrative. I'm, I'm not fair or not. I just think that will be part of that narrative, too. Well, and I'd Jordan hold it up Bohan, to the Fab Five of Michigan and say, hey, look, Michigan had five of the best players in the country. They didn't win a national championship either. I mean, they, Ooh, the five, the fa- they, the, the fab, fab five, five, but they did the make it to the five. they did make it to the championship game in back to back years. They went they as did. far as Caitlin and the Iowa women, right? But anyway, I just say sit back and enjoy. I mean, the man, I'm with you. You can't I, have greatness every single year. Just get behind them. You know, I wish I they would. Some of these web, I'm sorry, Pat. Some of these websites are tickets on sale for the upcoming game for three dollars, and they're good seats. They're well, like in section N. Yeah, you know, and that's like, partly because they're playing Florida. They're playing Florida A and M. Section N is where terrible. I sit for the men's games. This is, are you selling your tickets, Mister Shooter? <laughs> not not at all. I'm just glad to know there's something you can get for three dollars. I say that joke, but no, I like I said, I get you. I get your frustration, but I'm not surprised there's tickets available guys. for no. three dollars. But no, thanks for I've your call. I've been a Hawkeye fan all my life. I love these guys. I hope continued success for all the programs and. We're not going to find better coaches than what we have right now. There's none, nobody out there that's available that would come to our program that's better than what we have. Well, we, well, we don't know that. I'm not willing to say that. No. Not, and I agree. I, I like am. the coaches. We, I mean, but, who are you going to bring in? We don't know. We don't know. You don't know. These programs. It's not me bringing in. Okay. We have no idea who they would bring in. But uh, to, just to say that, to me, is kind of a defeatist attitude. 
That no, it, no, 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 no. I just love what we have. That's fine, and that's right fair now. enough, and, that's and fine. I agree I with you. But I don't think that that means you have to just assume that nobody else would be better. I mean, I, to me, that sells Iowa short. Okay, now I see where you're coming from, and that makes sense. I was coming at it as a fan standpoint I get that you. I love my coaches. That's fine. I absolutely think these guys are the best, and I get tired of all the criticism. But if you get a great hire after you get a great coach come in here they can build on what these yes, coaches have done exactly it's not necessarily going to be a downgrade okay that makes perfect sense but no i respect your opinion yep. and, and i appreciate your likewise. loyalty okay all right likewise thanks you guys have a good day go hawks mm-hmm. yeah let's say kirk all of a sudden said i'm done and they hired chris kleeman I don't think that would be a big step down, do you? At least from what I've seen of Chris Gleeman. I think it would be a, a different team. But um, he's been—he's a good coach. He's a real good coach. But I also uh, maybe a great coach. But there is one, one thing, though. The further we get, from, Iowa doesn't. When these jobs are open for football, it's not like the top tier coaches are beating down the door to interview for jobs here. No, Can you agree with that? Yes. I mean, if you look at the last yeah. search for football, the last search for basketball, they're not getting the mainstream coaches applying for jobs here. And maybe that's what that caller's thinking. So, but no, but just to assume, though, that the next person wouldn't be as good as what you have now, that's selling Iowa and, short. And, and we just don't know. I mean, we haven't had a football search for 25, <laughs> 25, 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, so though, how do we know? It was funny. Bob Stoops retweeted one of the, you know, Tory Taylor went in the, the Ray guy, he t- he retweeted, and right away a bunch of fans kind of come come be our offensive coordinator. I mean, and I think hopefully most of them were joking, but I do think there's. You think Bob Stoops is waiting to be? First of all, he's a defensive coach. Yes. Imagine Bob Stoops being the Iowa offensive <laughs> coordinator. I just found that kind of funny. One, four or five of the first responses, please come and be our offensive coordinator. And I'm guessing at least a couple of those were serious, like they think that could happen. And, I would be shocked. Yeah, and I, all I've heard is I've heard that they've reached out, they've had contact with Chris, and I think that's I've heard that in multiple. They've heard that as well. I've heard that, and that they've at least talked to one other person, and I've had someone tell me they have not had anything formal with John. Bo- to me, John Budmeyer would be one of the last guys you'd interview. He's here. I mean, yeah. you know so much about him, but Chris and we've discussed this. I mean, I think Chris would be more galvanizing than Budmeyer, of course. But I've told you what my issues would be with Chris. That would be a tough sell for me is the fact that he was fired at Wisconsin. And the main reason he was fired, it was because, not because of their defense, because of what he directly oversaw, the offense and quarterback. They, were, they got gradually worse. That would be my, my problem with it, because Wisconsin kind of went through what Iowa went through offensively, just not as drastic of a decline. And that was on Chris. I mean, I, you, he was a badger, born and raised in Madison. They wanted that to work. In the worst way, and yet they fired Paul Chris. That's my concern with Chris. Others will say, well, being the offensive coordinator, there's not near the responsibility. I get that. But, you know, he wasn't their defensive coordinator. Their defense was fine. The part that he directly impacted, they were bad. Like we said, when's the last time Wisconsin had a good quarterback? Not named Russell Wilson. They had a bunch of game managers. Yes. That's what they had. They And that's a concern because Chris was the one coaching the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a concern with that. But – We'll see. I mean, to me, Paul Chris would be sort of like a Greg Davis type hire. Someone that Kirk is comfortable work Kirk can work with and older. You know, Chris isn't as old as quite as old as Davis was, but Chris is in his mid to late fifties. I mean, he's fifty eight. Yeah, he's not right? he's right about my age. He's not you know, he's just a year young. So I mean, 
I'm still not ready to make any prediction either way, but all I do know is there has been some contact with Chris from what I've been told. Now, these sources, they're not always right, but they're right a lot, so so we'll see. And all that would take was Kirk reaching out to him and having a phone call, and yeah. that, that could constitute as, oh, they've reached out. So And it doesn't necessarily mean he's interested either. No, and I haven't heard anything of substance saying whether Brian's not going to coach in the – I'm assuming Brian's going to coach in the bowl game. I'm assuming so, yeah. Now, the lot – and we're still, what are we, three weeks away from the bowl game? A lot can uh-huh. change. And so so we'll see. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Say something, Captain. What do you got? I don't think that anybody could put together a better show that could come in here than this show. Than this so are you praising this us? This particular segment? I think you're right. Are you praising Suter and I, too, or just you? Just so. Well, I would be included. Okay, am I included? Sure, Hunter. Adam, what's Hunter done? Hunter hasn't done anything to help this show today. <laughs> just be, you know, I mean, I'll give Hunter credit when he well, I mean, He's doing the everything show else. show begins at 5 o'clock. Um, so I, I, I count the show at 5 now o'clock. Now, Hunter will be here Wednesday, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be gone the next couple of days. I don't have a guest lined up for Wednesday, so Wednesday's show could suck. Yeah. Or Hunter could, uh, Hunter could raise it to a new thing. level. Hunter yeah. could raise it to a new level, yeah. yep. Yeah, absolutely. Talking good. Hawks with Hunter. Hunter Hello. Hawks. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hey, you're talking about offensive coordinators. Yes. Um, besides Paul Christ. Um, so for the bowl game, do we know anything practice wise? Marco's taking second string reps. Is there I mean, you you you've got to get him ready for I mean, more than just than just I mean, I don't think our second string rep quarterback has gotten many reps in practice but he's got to be ready to some extent so um, what do you know about practice nothing nothing i mean I, they're practicing and he's i, the I number, think you're he's the number two quarterback your premise is right well he's number two by default yeah don't have anyone else but your premise is right he's getting at least number two reps yeah and he's had number so. two reps. he was warming up number two i believe at the northwestern game and it became viral oh he's moved ahead of labor maybe he has but we don't know because they never use another quarterback and what do you know about uh, uh, longevity bonuses or things like that as to what Phil's going to, what kind of a raise Phil's going to get for bowl game? And all I'd have that to have stuff. the contract. I don't have the contract in front of me. I mean, there's bonuses and what have you, and Phil's going to get his usual. It'll be interesting if they, if they go make something. Usually every year they give these coaches a certain percentage raise every year. Maybe they'll make an exception with Phil and give him a bigger bump. They might I, have to. They might have to if other teams. But we don't know if other schools are reaching out to Phil. I mean, I haven't seen anything to suggest that. But, yeah, Phil Parker will be compensated. I saw where Michigan State had him as a to try to get him to come to Michigan State. To join John Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my guess is he has no connection to Jonathan Smith at all. Well, that's, and I'd I, be, I right. would be surprised at this stage if he did that, unless they threw $2 million at him. Who knows? And how old is Phil Parker now? He's Four months older than me. He's 60. Okay. All right. Okay. Go Hawks. Yep. Hey, go Hawks. Yeah, Phil... There's people on, you know, demanding that he gets – Phil Parker will take care of himself. Well, they get raises every year pretty yeah. much. I yeah. mean, they. I mean, that's a, it's a foregone conclusion. What I'm saying is they may have to bump him up even a little bit more to withstand stuff like that. I mean, to me it's natural that Michigan State fans would be saying – Let's go after Phil Parker. He was a Spartan before he was a Hawkeye, and you throw enough money at him, 
he he might leave. Because I think it's it's unlikely that we're going to get a top drawer offensive coordinator for eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. If you look at what some of these coordinators are starting to get. Oh no! Well, plus Brian was going to make nine hundred before. No, they're going to have to pay. I think at least one three to one five. And my guess is even Chris would demand that now. But to me, there's other coordinators that would cost way more money than Paul Chris. Paul Chris yes. doesn't have a lot of bargaining power right now. He's, no. an, he's an advisor at Texas. Yeah, He lost his leverage when he got fired. Yes, he did. But you want to try to get someone like the Ryan Grubb from Washington, who I bring him up just because there's an Iowa connection, it's going to cost you $2 million. Yeah. Hello. Captain, I'm logging in just to check and make sure Lex and Terry worked okay. It, well, it looks like it did. Yeah, well, there were a couple of cuts that were kind of weird on Friday, so okay. I just want to see. All right. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Thanks, Mace. Mace. Part Mace. of the he's part of the team. He is. He is part of the, the critical team. part of the team. Mason Hunter. He's very you, critical. I think you should there you go. Why don't you do a Mason Hunter show? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> no. Call it Mason Mason Hunter. Mace I like wants that. To do a Mason Hunter show. You think Hunter would want to do that? <laughs> Probably not. So so much for that idea. Uh, Mace, uh, how how many stations do you want him to work at? How many do you work at now? Uh, four separately owned uh, television stations. That's the way to do it. He's spreading. See, he's spreading out his knowledge and expertise. And I, three, in, three in Minneapolis, separately owned. And ironically, if if Hunter did a show with our president, it'd be Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah, and there'd be yeah. crack and hookers and <laughs> yeah, crack and hookers, <laughs> hookers and whores. What the hell? Oh my oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Hunter Biden. That's, you know, I mean, convict him, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't mean, care. I don't care. Yeah, he's not in office. Yeah, he's not he's in not office. Running and, for office. You know, but yeah, I don't care. If he's broken the law, he should be in jail. What I care about more is the dictator from Turkey coming over here and, and cowtailing with a certain segment of a certain part. I don't get that. And I don't get the people welcoming Alec, Alex Jones back on Twitter saying he's a hero. I don't get that. I don't understand that either. There's so many freaking weirdos out but like you said, you don't know if they're bots. Who knows yeah, what they you are? You don't know. No, that, you don't. That survey, you don't know if it's real, a real survey. That... And the polls. I mean, the polls are ridiculous. I mean, I love when polls go the way people want them, then they promote the polls. When polls go the way they don't want to, oh, those things don't mean anything. Both sides do that. Oh, yeah. But we're living in a time when the presidents at Yale and Harvard couldn't even say that genocide is bad because they're worried about what that might impact on their campus. Can we all agree that genocide against any religion is well, bad? I think no, we can agree that yeah. it's bad. It's bad. It's just asinine, some of the stuff that's going on now. Yeah. It's. It makes it... You know, the best though, there I the worst some, thing for academia. Somehow I don't. It was Charlie Kirk. You know who he is? The guy with the huge gums and forehead. Yes. And he had three other just weirdos on. Four, of course, white grievance baby guys, just ripping Taylor Swift. One of them says, "Can she even produce eggs anymore?" One of them said, "Oh, but she's so homely and ugly and gay." And the guy saying it was some ugly white guy. I mean, and it was just four frustrated white guys who seem scared to death of. Taylor Swift, because I think because she's getting people to vote and she associates, I guess, more with the left than the right. Is that the she, only way yes. I can explain that? She gives at least. I've a, never heard her say she's a hardcore Democrat. How much is it she gives to tons, every food bank? Tons. It's like, it's like a couple hundred thousand. She's a good person. To every food bank. She's yeah. a good person. I don't like her music, but she's a good person. And she's well, obviously. I liked the one cut. There was one song about something about Anti-hero. going down in hell or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I didn't mind that song. I thought it was Kate Bush. 
But I'm just saying, I'm not a I'm not a Taylor Swift music fan. I respect her for who she is, though. Yes. Yeah. For what she's doing with her money. And I like her music also. I yeah, like and there's a lot of people that do. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of MAGA that likes her music and goes to her, but just won't well, admit it. Well, of course, because she wouldn't... She would, I mean, she contributed a couple billion dollars to the economy this year. Well, they, the, the, the reason they don't like her is they're worried that she's going to get Democrats to vote, and well, they don't want them to vote. She's going to get young people to vote, and she's going to get people under 40 to vote. And isn't that what a democracy is supposed to be? Yes. The more that vote, yes. the better. Yes, but there's a, there's a mindset now in this country that that's bad. Yeah. The more that vote, bad, because they're not going to vote for us. And that's just, I didn't mean, but I, the stuff about Taylor Swift I don't get. She seems like a good person. She is? Yeah, she is a good and person. And she's not ugly. No. no. I mean, she's not, you know, Raquel Welch, but she's not homely by well, any means. she's alive. Yeah. She's well, I'm just saying, in her, Raquel Welch in her prime. What would you rather do? Raquel Welch Raquel in the Welch 60s. now? Raquel Welch in the 1960s <laughs> and 70s is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No comparison. And I, and I would like to know. Okay, what, what I'm saying now? is Raquel yeah. Welch at 30, Taylor Swift at 30, Raquel Welch. That's what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And Halle Berry at 30. That's what I'm saying. But. But Taylor Swift's not homely by any means. No. To say that she's... But I couldn't believe these four losers on this podcast were just ripping her. It was on... I I listened for like five minutes just to see, seriously? And I guess they went on for like 25 minutes just ripping everything about her. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's stupid. But that's the world we live in, and social media is destroying our world. Don't you agree? Well, I've, I've always said social media providing a voice for those who shouldn't have one. And yeah. Well, Captain, we got to go. It's, we got to go. I know. Um, well, he's still in. He's still in there. Who? Mace. What's he's, he doing? I don't know what he's doing. Is he stealing our doing. data? Yeah, that's what he's doing. Are you data mining? <laughs> he's stealing your. Mace. Se- he's stealing your secret sauce. <laughs> Um, let's see if we covered everything wrestling hasn't wrestled since Columbia the women wrestled well in a tournament Um, I'm trying to think of oh I know they're the I think it was Kaylin Walker in men's track broke the indoor 60 meter record but they also showed a clip of him on the Iowa track account of him warming up before the sprint my God, the guy was jumping like five feet in the air. I could, I'm like, God, get him on the football field and see if you can throw passes to him. Hello. He looks super athletic. Kalen Walker's so his name. Do what you want. I'm, I'm just downloading to make sure, so it's all yours. Oh, okay. All right. So now we can leave? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, who would you rather do, Mace? I mean, Raquel, Raquel Welsh now or Taylor Swift? No, but see, you're you're embellishing. You're doing what you accuse all. I didn't say now. I said Raquel Welch at thirty or Taylor Swift at thirty. I do Raquel Welch. That's what I said. Who would you do? Sooner. Well, I'm married. I don't remember so. what, well, okay, I don't remember yeah. what Ra- if I were single, well, I would like Google it. Mace. Do just them go- both. At what age was it? 30. What was it? Two thousand BC or whatever. Just Google that and see her photo, and <laughs> you'll understand what I'm saying. I don't remember what she looked like at thirty. So yeah. How well, old? I was four yeah. at the time, so I wasn't thinking of doing her at that time. <laughs> when, when were you born, Maze? Seventy. Yeah. Wow. Mace is a just young a pup. pup. Yeah. Just a pup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a pup. So uh, <laughs> sure, 70. that was only 53 years ago. So, yeah, it's all relative, Mace. I mean, I know Captain had already started in radio for 10 years by then, but still, <laughs> the Rockford Files hadn't even started. Actually, six years by then, but okay. 
God, I remember the Rockford Files. It's on every... Right, this is James Rockford. Leave your message at the tone, and I'll get back to you. You got it. All right, with that. The greatest lead-in song. To, I love that. All right. All right, well, everybody Thanks, have a good base. day. Stay warm. All right, Molly Suter's next. Talkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.